This Week in Wealth is powered by Alpha Wealth Group. If you're serious about retirement and have saved $250,000 or more, call Alpha Wealth Group's Tom Fortino now, 630-934-1855 or alphawealthgroup.com. Alpha Wealth Group, retirement made simple. This episode of This Week in Wealth is sponsored by Alpha Wealth Group. Tom Fortino is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered advisor, WGN Radio, and RWA are not affiliated. Here's WGN Radio's Elise Glink and Alpha Wealth Group's Tom Fortino. Good morning, Chicago. Uh, Welcome back to This Week in Wealth. I hope everybody had a very stuffing Thanksgiving. (laughs) I'm Elise Glink. I'm the CEO of Best Money Moves, a financial wellness technology company. And I'm Tom Fortino. I'm the founder and principal of the Alpha Wealth Group here in the Chicagoland area. Tom, I have to tell you, I think I had like five pieces of pie on Thursday. (laughs) Well, you know, it's Thanksgiving. You can always, that's the, that's the response. It's Thanksgiving. (laughs) It's Thanksgiving, right. You have an excuse, so, you know, have at it. Okay. Well, anyway, we hope everybody had a great holiday that you got to share with friends and family. If you want to talk with us, uh, ask Tom a question, 630-934-1855, or go to alphawealthgroup.com. So, Tom, this week I thought we'd, you know, this actually caught my eye because pumpkin spice is, I don't know if you know this, but every year Merriam-Webster, the dictionary publisher, Mm -hmm. adds words to their book. And this year there were 370 additional terms. And one of them was pumpkin spice. So that apparently that is now a word. Mm -hmm. I mean, or I don't know, I guess Merriam-Webster is doing phrases because then there's video doorbell. But there's other kinds of money words that were added, like gift economy, shrinkflation, unbanked, underbanked, and side hustle. And (laughs) okay, I have a good friend who owns a website that's side hustle, and it's an awesome Uh website, and it helps people find jobs and things, part time things they can do and raise, you know, make tons of money, which is awesome. And I get why a word like unbanked or underbanked. Are those are actually words in my world? Like okay. the Fed talks about people who are unbanked and underbanked <clears> all the time, but like gift economy. I mean, should that be in the dictionary? And what do you think about all these words? And maybe well, even what would you add to them? <laughs> <laughs> well, some of the words I'm not sure what they mean totally, but we use them, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know what why you you know what makes that definitely a word like shrinkflation. You know, a lot of the times people say, what exactly does that mean? And you need to explain it. I like side hustle because it just sounds like, you know, you're you're hustling. It sounds good. And it's like, uh, you know, it sounds like a dance to me. Sounds like what? A dance. (laughs) Do the hustle. (laughs) I guess that makes the point. They could just mean anything. In fact, I just saw something on CNBC this week. They added it was just interesting. We bring this up. They added fast food to the dictionary. Do you know what year that was? No, when? 1951, I was shocked. What? Yeah, it was okay. 81, 82, 1951. Anyway. That's a long time ago. Well, according to Wikipedia, a gift economy or the gift culture is a system of exchange where valuables are not sold, but rather given without an explicit agreement for immediate or future reward. And this is, Facebook has a really big um, exchange, free exchange, I don't know if it's called Facebook free, or there's like a huge marketplace of free stuff that people give each other through Facebook. And there's actually, I I think I saw 
I don't actually have TikTok on my phone, but I think I saw a TikTok or something like that where a woman started with a hairpin and she ended up with a Ferrari or a, a house or something. Yeah, I've seen that before. Mm-hmm. Right. And she traded up and up. I don't actually know if this is real, folks, so don't try this at home. But <laughs> I, So I think that I understand this whole concept of gift economy. We talk, we've talked about the unbanked and underbanked. It's actually something like 58 million Americans either don't participate in the regular banking world, so they're considered to be unbanked, mm-hmm. or underbanked where they don't have enough financial services to take advantage of all the stuff, or they're given less access to it. And a lot of that has to, I think, still focuses on the black and brown world, uh, black and brown community where people of color were not given the same access to financial institutions for, you know, 100 years or 200 or forever. Um, but so is there any other money word that you would have added? You know, Can that's you think a tough one. I just, uh, free money is a good one, but it's tough. <laughs> I don't want to dive in. You know, free I wonder money, when like, crypto got added. You know, I get, we heard, I'm sure we, you know, we both heard some feedback from last show where we were talking about the crypto implosion. Yeah. Um, I wonder when crypto was actually added. It was probably, I would imagine, in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has been added to the uh, the words that we use. Um, and then some people probably are cursing that today. But this is something we need to understand. I mean, as far as I mentioned free money, but those are things that we we can actually, I guess a gift, which we coming up, you know, you can gift. You have until the end of the year to gift. This is more of a 16000 per person per year. I just came across that with a client here. He's looking to get assets out of the estate and gift to his children. 16000 per person actually is going up next year. So speaking of gifts, that's an opportunity before the end of the year. Yeah, everything is really going up. We kind of talked about it when it was announced. We haven't talked about it in a while. But yeah, that number is going up. The number, the amount that you can put away in your Roth IRA is going up. Um, I think we should probably run through all those numbers again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we want to get, we talk about end of year planning, things you can do, but you want to hit the ground running starting in, in January of next year. You know, the 401k contributions are going up, tax brackets are going up where you have, and I don't mean the amount that you pay, but in other words, the 12% tax bracket for someone, a joint couple is going from about 83,000 up to almost 90,000. So you can have $90,000 of taxable income and still be in a 12% tax bracket. Deductions are going up. But then the contributions, you can now contribute up to $7,500 to a Roth. It was $7,000. Now, this is over age 50. $6,500 mm-hmm. if you're under age 50. But we should understand these things up to 30000 to a 401k if you're over age 50. So we may need to start to make some adjustments um, going into next year and understand these, thi- these things because they're going to make a big difference down the road. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. You know, the number is so big that I, kind of, I thought to myself, who is actually going to be able to hit that maximum? Like, if you're not making well over six figures, you're not, you're not doing that. Yeah, you may be in, you know, it's funny because that you mentioned that, because I come across some people and I like, they are, there's some incredible savers out there. I, and then you may have come across them before, at least where they just like, I'm, you know, I'll see what they're doing. And they're like, yeah, I'm maxing out my 401k. It's like, wow, good for you. Um, but when we talked about free money, that number before, you know, the, the point is that's one example in these 401ks, your match is free money. Yeah. So one of the things for everybody out there, when you're going to reexamine your 401ks and understand making that call, one of the things is please understand your match, right? Is it 3%? Is it 6%? Because that's a dollar for dollar match on your money. So we just want to be aware of that 
And uh, again, that's free money. That's 100% return on whatever you put in. And so that's beyond what you're contributing. There's all these yeah. movements, and we've talked about the 401k plans before. We don't, and going off on that tangent, but understand these things as it relates to, you know, these investments that you're making and how to really maximize these plans that are available to you. Oh, yeah. No, I think that's all good. And that, that actually leads into what I want to talk about in the next segment, which is how the magic number, the magic retirement number has actually gone up. Let's take a quick break. Uh, 630-934-1855 is our number. AlphaWealthGroup.com is the website. I'm Elise Glink with Tom Fortino. We'll be right back with more on 720 WGN. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to This Week in Wealth. I'm Elise Glink here with Tom Fortino. So, Tom, what is the magic number to retire? There's a new survey out, so I want to hear uh, if I don't know if you've seen it or not, but mm-hmm. what are you, or maybe a better question to ask is <laughs> what do your clients think is the magic number to retire? You know, this has been, I think, going on for a while. Years ago, there used to be, it used to be ING, now it's Voya. I don't know if you recall the commercial. The guy would be walking around or a gal with a number under their arm. And what's your number? What's your number? And they Oh, would, I well, love that remember? commercial. That was such an awesome <laughs> commercial. So this has been out there for a long time. And as you were just saying, now they've kind of updated that number. With inflation, mm-hmm. I guess you have to. But, you know, you say a million dollars. We think a million dollars. We think a million dollars. And while... I'm a fan of having goals. I'm a fan of, you know, going towards something. I think we have to be very careful with this. I think it's in a way it can be a trap. What do I mean by that? What I mean is there's no certain number that's going to give you. We have to discern between assets and income. There's no magic number. Uh, and I don't, again, if you get there, God bless. I'm very happy when people Okay, do I, wait. I just have oh. to stop you. That person who won the <laughs> billion dollars. <laughs> I think that's enough of a magic number. <laughs> that's pretty magical. I, don't, I mean, I'm not, one person won that huge $2 billion lottery thing, and they're getting a billion in cash, whoever it is. So that's their magic. I, you know what? Point well to I, I'm not going to argue on that one. <laughs> I, anyway, um, sorry, I interrupted you. Carry on. It, but, because <laughs> you're right, though, about the rest of it is that that magic, that commercial really captured, I think, the issue, which is that everybody's got a different magic number, but they don't know how to translate that into something they can uh-huh. spend down, right? Yeah, it's because, I mean, I'll give an example, and I think we've used this before, but if you had a million dollars and you said, I got to my number, I'm going to retire, and you grew retired in January of this year, and then the account's down 20%, well, now you're down to 800000 potentially, and then you say, well, my 4% rule, I'm going to pull out forty. Right, but it's in a retirement account, so now I got to pull out fifty to net forty, and now all of a sudden, one year out, you're down to seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. You know that can be troublesome. So I always say in your plan, and we, you know, that's these five pillars we talk about. One of them is having an income plan, and how do you create income? And again, I'm all for goals. If your goal is to get to a million, I think that's terrific. Um, but also, let's not forget that's an asset. It's not an income. You know, there's been the phrase before, income's more important than savings because savings can run out. Mm-hmm. So you always want to incorporate an income plan in conjunction with your investments. And so this gets back to understanding the Social Security decision. When do you take it? Know what your numbers are. Certainly, this is part of that organization. You know, if you and your spouse are going to get 65000 or if you individually are going to get 40000 know the number. And then you can start to create an income plan What's your pension? We can use annuities. We've talked about those. But now you're creating income that comes in regardless of the market, regardless of your investments. So that's where I 
I kind of want to be clear on. I'm not against or against this this goal, but I don't want it to you know people to say, "Hey, I'm in a million. That means I'm I'm okay." Really, there's there's more to it, and so just to keep those things in consideration when you're looking at your your goal of when do when am I want to get to, and when does that mean I'm financially independent? Well, so here's something that was sort of interesting. So we've been talking this year about how all these surveys are showing that people are going to keep working. They feel like they can't retire. The amount in their 401ks is down by 15 or 20 percent. So on the flip side, this new survey by Northwestern Mutual showed that Americans now think they need one and a quarter million (laughs) to retire Mm -hmm. comfortably, (laughs) which is up 20 percent. From last year, and of course they, you know, say, well, it's inflation and volatility. I just feel like I need more. And people have been putting off retirement. I, they are actually just continuing to work, and that's, mm-hmm. you know, actually businesses are happy because there's so much, you know, there's so many jobs open right now, and they don't have enough mm-hmm. people. So they're kind of happy that people, even their most expensive people, are sticking around. But. This idea that people have in their heads is even if they want to retire, now they can't until they reach the new magic number. Mm-hmm. So I just was, I'm wondering how that applies in your world. Have you seen people come to you who were going to retire and they're like, you know what, I need 25% more and I can't retire now? What do you say to them? And actually, are you even seeing that or is this survey way off? Well, I wouldn't say the survey's off. I mean, it is what people feel they need. There's this number. And maybe they're backing into some number they think they need. I'm not sure with the details and why they people feel this is the number now. Again, they may have just said a million plus and a little extra now because of inflation. But there's always a difference between a probability and a guarantee, right? Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is if you have you know a million dollars and you say I'm going to pull forty or fifty thousand off a year, I can you can run the analysis and we've talked about the Monte Carlo where it's a probability and you can factor in all of the things, inflation, market volatility, and you can run it. And I can run that for anyone and I do. It says, okay, you have a high pro ninety percent probability and you're never going to earn money. But that's not a guarantee. Now it's a good thing to have a high probability, but we want to understand the difference. That's why when I say let's differentiate between income and assets. If I have a check coming in, a lifetime protected income, that there's no probability. That's the income that's coming in, right? Right. So that's why it's really important to create an income plan. And when I say income, I'm talking about Social Security, pensions. And then the third one, as I say, there's a, you know you can look at dividend income, even though it's not guaranteed. You know, technically, you good good dividend portfolio. You can maybe get three to four percent. Again, just general terms. And then if you want to use annuities, there are a lot of opportunities out there to use those to create guaranteed lifetime income, in fact, even joint lifetime income. And so sometimes that helps to create a a certain guarantee of income coming in. Then you still have that chunk of money to use. Right. Well, it's sort of interesting. You know, this... So the survey, to go a little bit deeper in it, said that one in four people plan to retire later, and of those who are putting it off, 59% said they wanted to work just to save money, but 45% said they were worried about rising health care costs or -hmm. unexpected medical costs. We've talked a lot on the show about how, you know, the, I think it's Kaiser Family um, Foundation, KFF.org, how their latest numbers are now in the Fidelity Healthcare Cost Survey. Both mm-hmm. of those surveys are now putting the cost of lifetime healthcare costs that are not covered by Medicare at something over 300000 per person. 
Mm-hmm. And that's a huge amount of money and an extra maybe five to $10,000 a year that you weren't planning for. And I could imagine how people are mm-hmm. getting kind of freaked out by that. Yeah, that's always this. Again, anytime we have unknowns or uncertainty, that's a tough one. But that's, you know, we do the best we can because we look at a large number. You could say I need $100,000 a year for 30 years. That means I need $3 million <laughs> in right. retirement. Well, you know, that's a huge number. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. We have some income. So it's the same thing with health care. You can say, well, we need 250 to 300. And you said, well, that could mean an extra five to 10,000 a year. You know, you need to set aside. So let's look at it more of what do we need in our budget and our expenses to accommodate those medical expenses. And that should be part of this whole income plan. What do I need? What do I need? Expenses don't go away. We still have mortgage. We may have may have a mortgage. We certainly have property tax or both, as I said. We have food, clothing, shelter, entertainment, whatever it might be. And one of them is medical expenses. So as much as we can account for these things and, and then have, again, they're never going to get to the penny. But this is why this whole concept of having an income plan and saying, I see what I need. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of doing budget worksheets so you have a sense of it. This is all part of that financial organization. And then say, what do I have coming in? And you can start to prov- at least provide some clarity and maybe feel a little better about where you stand as it relates to your retirement. Yeah, and I think that you, no matter where you are in the income spectrum, mm-hmm. right, unless you did win that billion-dollar lottery, and I, I'm joking because you could have easily just won $100 million and been fine, too. Yeah. Um, yeah but, do. you know. For the rest of us who have to make it on, you know, less than $10 million um, a year, uh, you know, it does help to kind of map these things out and and take a look at what things cost and what you imagine that they will cost. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we've done some of this planning, and I feel like next week's show, we should really help people get set up for the end of the year, right? We usually do that with our end of the year Mm -hmm. show, and maybe we'll do that next week. But this idea that, you know, you want to spend... You know, put down what you want to spend in retirement. Don't short shrift yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Don't say, well, I'd really like to take, you know, three $10,000 trips, but I'm afraid to put that number $30,000 for trips right down there because that looks too big. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. really put in, dream, dream big about what you want your retirement to look like. And then, you know, we can help you fund that going backwards, right? Yeah, there are ways to test your plan and ways to provide a sense of where do I stand? We do that all the time. It's all about saying, okay, what are my goals? Where am I trying to get to? You can test it based on that. You can factor in all these these pieces to the plan, longevity, inflation, and you you can sit back and look at it. We do it all the time again. There's ways to do it so you you can have a sense of that. Yeah. Well, we have to... um let you go, everybody. <laughs> Actually, we have to go. But uh, we'll be back next week, and we will talk about some of this end-of-the-year planning and how to put some, some of those hardcore numbers down. Thanks so much for listening. You can listen to past episodes on WGNRadio.com, and you can find Tom all week at 630-934-1855 or alphawealthgroup.com. Hey, have a great week, everybody, and we'll be back to talk to you again soon. Until then, you're listening to 720 WGN. 
Tom Fortino is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, LLC, and SEC Registered Advisor. Alpha Wealth Group, WGN, and RWA are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specialized in fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by retirement wealth advisors. Insurance and annuities offered through Alpha Wealth Group, licensed in Illinois.